Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today, I'm looking forward to the topic that comes to us in the two verses that we're going to be reading together. And it's amazing how you just read down through the Bible, and God will just give you something. I'm talking about right on time, right when you need it, it's right there. And you might be listening to me today, and you didn't plan on it. You're just listening to the radio station. But God (laughs) knew you'd be listening at this time to this very broadcast, and he's got just what you need. I hope that's the case. I pray that it is. And I wonder today what you stand in need of. I don't know, but God does. And I'll pray with you that God will speak to your heart. Here's one thing I know. Everybody has needs. Everybody has problems. Everybody has burdens. Everybody has cares. But our God knows all about it. I'm glad he bottles our tears and writes them in his book. He numbers our hairs. He knows every sparrow and every tree. He says, cast your burden upon me because I care for you. And thank God that he does. We have that assurance that he's our heavenly father. And we can crawl up there and say, Abba, Father, that endearing term, that uh, uh, intimate relationship that we have with him. And God knows all about it. And I'm praying for you today. I hope you're busy and blessed in your service to the king. The Christian life's the greatest thing in this world. It sure is. I mean, even if all this was not true, I'd still want to live this way. But I'm glad it's true. We have all this in heaven, too, to look forward to. And God's good to us. Revela- <laughs> Revelation. First Peter chapter 4. I'm thinking about going to heaven now. First Peter chapter number 4. This will be about our sixth or seventh broadcast in this fourth chapter. And I'd say we'll probably have another two or three before we wrap it up in the chapter. And today we're going to be looking at verse 12 and verse 13 specifically. Earlier in the chapter, if you go back to chapter number four, verse number four, Peter says, wherein they think it's strange. He used that word strange. And it's a, it's a kind of a Peter word here. He uses it twice. He says, strange. He said, they're going to think it's odd that you don't run with them. He's talking about uh, the lost world. They're going to think you are strange because you don't live like they do. You don't look like they do. You don't act like they do. They, you don't talk like they do. And they're going to find it a little odd. I mean, that man who used to be a drunk got saved. Now he doesn't drink. That's odd. And that uh, woman who used to be a harlot got saved. Now she's uh, living clean and pure. That's odd. And that man who used to be on dope. Got saved, now he's not. That's odd. That man who used to be so hateful and cusser and had a bad temper, now he's so uh, gracious and kind to them. That's odd. And so they're going to look at you and think, it's strange, man. They don't run with us anymore. They don't act like us anymore. And they're going to think it strange concerning the uh, the fact that you don't run with them. Now, in this verse, I've outquoted on accident. I mean, he's used that word strange again. In verse number 12, he said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange, there it is again, thing, happen unto you. 
So earlier in the chapter, he said, hey, don't think it's weird when the world ridicules you for not being like the world. Don't think it's strange when sinners ridicule you for not living like a sinner. Don't think it's strange when those who are lost ridicule you for not living like you're lost. And so we can understand that. We won't. We won't think it's strange. We can condition ourselves. Uh, we're going to get persecuted. We're going to get uh, ridiculed. We're going to be scorned by the scoffer. We just understand that in these last days, uh, there's going to be more and more of that. We get it. But now he said, don't think it's strange when you find yourself in a fiery trial. Now, that's a little bit harder because we don't think any—we never think it's going to happen to us. Nobody out there thinks it's going to happen to them. You listen to me today. You didn't think it was going to happen to you. I don't want it to happen to me. But can I say it'll happen to all of us? At some point in life, we're going to find ourselves in the crucible. We'll find ourselves in a fiery furnace. We'll find ourselves in our own den full of lions. We're going to find ourselves grieving. We're going to find ourselves filled with sorrow. We're going to find ourselves with questions. We're going to find ourselves, as did Job, in the ash heap. We're going to find ourselves wondering if the doctor got it right. We're going to find ourselves taking a midnight phone call that will change our life forever. And we'll find ourselves, and it can happen the split moment of time, in a fiery trial. We can go from mountain to valley in a moment, from light to darkness in a moment, from ease to turmoil in a moment. Fiery trial. Don't think it's strange. I wish I could tell you here today on the radio that once you get saved, you'll never struggle. That once you get saved, you'll never sorrow. That once, you'll get sa- once you get saved, you'll never hurt. That once you get saved, you'll never have questions. That once you get saved, everything will be perfect in your life. I wish I could preach that to you, but I can't. I can't be honest and say it. But I can say this, with sorrow there's grace, with hurting there's help, with the uh, turmoil there is a uh, calm in the tempest, and thank God there's grace for every need, but it doesn't negate the fact there's fiery trials. The Bible said, Beloved, think it not strange, talking to saved people, concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. He's saying, don't sit back and say, why did this happen to me? I don't see where this came from. I don't understand why this had to happen. Don't think it's strange. We live in a fallen world, a sinful world. We could say it like this, Beloved, don't be surprised concerning the calamities which test you. Don't be surprised concerning the circumstances that trouble you. Don't be surprised uh, concerning the uh, times that uh, uh, seem to be uh, times of a tempest in your life. Don't be surprised when these seasons of trial come like it's unexpected. Adversity and trials are just part of life. They're part of life for a lost man, and they're part of life for a saved man. But we know this, God has a purpose in the life of the Christian when it comes to our adversity. We understand this fiery trial. There's a reason for it, and I like what it says in verse 13, but rejoice. Now, that's a strange way to respond to a fiery trial, isn't it? Respond to your trial with a shout. Respond to your burden with an amen. Respond to your heartache with a hallelujah. It's what the Bible said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice on the mountain, in the valley, in the night, and in the day, on the sea, and in the calm. It doesn't matter. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And that's what he writes here. Peter said, but rejoice inasmuch as you're partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Now, we can talk about this in the context of 1 Peter specifically, Persecution, ridicule, hate, 
undeserved scorn and criticism. Christ suffered all of those things. The trouble in the Christian life should not keep us from rejoicing. And here's the reason why. In fact, we are partaking in the very suffering of our Lord. We're following in the footsteps of our Savior. Now, most Christians are quick and apt to say, Lord, I'll pray like you. Lord, I want to preach like you. Lord, I want to witness like you. Lord, I want to love like you. Lord, I want to have compassion like you. Lord, I want to have a vision like you. But few and far between would be the Christian who would be willing to say it truthfully, Lord, I want to suffer like you. Suffer like Jesus. Suffer the scorn. Suffer the, uh, the, uh, the uh, denial. Suffer the betrayal. And suffer the ridicule, the open mockery and shame, the torment of Calvary. But the Bible tells us that we're partaking in his suffering, and we can count it as joy. And this is all in order that when his glory shall be revealed, we may also be glad. That means we can rejoice. When we see Jesus come in the clouds, hallelujah, what a day that'll be. When we see Jesus coming with that resurrected body for you and I, that glorified body, and we're raptured up here, uh, up out of here to meet the Lord in the air, I can say this, we'll be glad. It'll be worth it to suffer with Jesus. It'll be worth it to suffer for Jesus. It'll be worth it to endure everything this world can throw your direction as a child of God, because can I say, we're on the winning side. And it'll be glory for me, yes, glory for me, and glory for you as well. Think it not strange. Think it not strange today, listener. You're sitting there and you say, boy, we're in a fiery trial right now. Think it not strange. Don't look so temporal. Look eternal. Think it not strange. Don't look so low. Look high. Think it not strange. Don't consider uh, just yourself, but consider your Savior. Jesus went through it. He got through it. Jesus reigns on high. He's coming again for you and I. And thank God this is just a blink of an eye. This is just a moment in the scheme of things, just a flea hopping on the tail of eternity, and soon it'll be gone. It'll be or it'll be forgotten. And one of these days we'll see him as he is, and we're gonna be like him, changed in the mo in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Thank God the rapture's right around the corner, and we can rejoice. Because when we see Jesus come in the clouds, it'll be a glad day. I don't want you to go through trials, and I don't want to go through them. But the truth of the matter is, all of us shall. But thank God our Savior can lead us to it. He'll lead us through it. And one of these days he's coming to get us to take him where he is, a land where there's never been, never shall be a fiery trial, but it's always glory over there. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.